You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. The Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, stepping into hour number two. This is like a verbal extension of our popular website, IlliniGuys.com. In case you missed it, our members and their families are eligible for scholarships to the University of Illinois. Uh, they're available to anyone who is a member of Illini Guys. For details, go to IlliniGuys.com. Click on scholarship there at the top of the page, and uh, good luck with that. But again, um, uh, happy to uh, to give out some dollars to uh, further your education, or as Bernie Mac would say, the late Bernie Mac, your education. Uh, Larry Smith, Mike Cagley, Brad Sturdy here with you. It's Illinois versus Wisconsin on this college football Saturday. That Illinois rushing game that was in Fuego last week. Chase Brown, a career high. 257 yards, Josh McCray adding a, a 64 more, but that was Charlotte. And this is Wisconsin, certainly a much tougher task. Head coach Brett Bielema and offensive coordinator, Tony Peterson talked about the Badgers run defense. Let's listen in and we'll talk about it on the other side. Um, obviously we've been able to have uh, some success running the football with a couple different ball carriers, um, but uh, the, the, the key ingredient is what works Saturday, right? Um, on Saturday, there's only going to be two opponents in that stadium. Um, None of their opponents from this past uh, and none of our opponents from the past are going to uh, be out there. So we, what we do on Saturday is going to be greatly ded- dedicated to, um, you know, what our offense does against their defense and, and vice versa and then what our special teams do against one another. So uh, it really, we don't ever reference um, a team like that. We just talk about the matchup and what we have. Obviously, you're going against an elite defense. Uh, I think they're number one in the country in rushing. Number, they're in the single digits in a lot of stuff. Uh, they're very good defense, uh, experienced. A lot of players have played a lot of games. Uh, very good up front, especially the front seven, and then how they feel in the back end in the run game. So uh, we got to find ways to run the football, different ways. Uh, you know, we got to be creative there. But at the end of the day, we're also we got to be what we are and 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 be committed to it. And sometimes a two-yard run is is not a bad play and just keep stacking and trying to get ourselves in those third medium to third manageable situations. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, you know, Illinois is going to have to run the ball. They know they're going to have to run the ball against a statistically very good run defense. But um, as Brett says, you know, it's that you still got to do it on the field. Uh, basically, he, you know, their stats are great, but he's got to finish. Uh, they got to finish runs off. They got to get those extra yards here and there. And I think they can maybe uh, find a way to get just enough running game to, to hang around in this one. Yeah, and and that's not an easy task. You know, they're not under, they're not overstating how good this team is. You know, they they're averaging, or they're uh, the Badgers are allowing forty five yards of rushing a game. Um, so this is going to be a challenge for this Illini offense to go up against this. And I think we'll need some discipline both from the offensive line to you know get on blocks and maintain blocks, and then. The running the runner back running backs are going to have to find the holes and get at them and and put a shoulder down and force their way through. It's going to be a going to be a good game to to watch if you don't um, like touchdowns. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> another good point, you guys. You are, know, it, it, we've got to. I'm sorry, Brad. We've got to. You know, Chris versus Bielema. These guys know each other really well. We were talking with Matt Stevens earlier, and um, so you know, you also have two two coaches who really, truly know what the other guy's going to do, Brad. 
Yeah, no question. I mean, these guys, they know what to expect. And I think both teams know what the other one's going to do. It's who can execute and who can stop. I, I do think turnovers are going to play an impact in this game. A, a team that gets a, creates a turnover, maybe gets a pick six, gets a, a fumble recovery or something uh, in deep. And, and I, if it plays out like I think it will with the you know with the field position game, and I think Illinois' special teams with their kicker and their punter, they have a little advantage there. So maybe they got a shot. If they can just do their job defensively, I think they can hang around in this one. Maybe they can pull one out. Yeah, I think that's probably a pretty good assessment. The kicking game is definitely an advantage for the Illini. And the only thing that I'm a little bit concerned about is if Wisconsin has a little bit bigger size uh, on the lines, if they can wear down the Illini as the game goes on. So, you know, my, my hope is, is that Peters can keep them off balance just enough with the pass that maybe they can, they can go out there and, and, you know, move the ball without, you know, having to go straight up the middle the whole time. We'll, we'll see. You know, Michigan scored, what was it? 38 points. They, they, they ran the ball, you know, a bunch of times. I mean, they had like the, the two tailbacks had 34 carries for like 90 yards so they still established a run, even though they maybe didn't have a great yards per carry. They still did a good job of running when they could and setting up shorter third down conversion. I think it's all about making sure you don't have those negative plays against this Wisconsin defense because then you're in trouble. Yep, the negative plays and the turnovers are what Illinois has to avoid. And, and we know, it looks like Wisconsin's not the greatest at avoiding those turnovers, so that could be the difference. Well, that really killed them against uh, Penn State and the opener. There's no question about that. You know, guys, I just thought of something that that maybe a secret weapon we haven't uh, that they're working on we haven't haven't talked about is uh, Deuce Span has been very quiet since Sikowski went back to the sidelines. I think you bring in Sikowski and Span, and you run that. I mean, he's he's had what uh, he had the touchdown against Virginia. He had the long pass against Nebraska, and they get a touchdown against UTSA, right? I mean, he had his better games when Sikowski is. Bring him in at quarterback and just let them do some things. Hey, you know what? Whatever whatever they need to do to put points on the board and develop a passing game is what they have to do because they got to be able to throw the ball a little bit. Um, you know, as I think, as Matt said earlier in the show, it, it kind of shows you they haven't gone to Sikowski because, obviously, they don't have great confidence in him. And they, they're riding with Brandon Peters. And, you know, whether no matter what we think or whatever, obviously that's what they feel gives us, them the best chance to win. Now let's go out and show why that is. I think the other thing is, is they run blue 98 deuce. Just uh-huh. like uh, Jack Trudeau ran the blue 98 Dave. I think we can do that play and nobody will figure out because that code was uncracked for 30 years until we, we, un, we got it solved here on the air. Um, but I think they've got to use the tools. You know, if you've got a good athlete and you've got a player who can make a difference, you got to get him out onto the field and you got to get him the ball. And Isaiah Williams, can we get him the ball? Can we get Barker the ball? Can we get Ford the ball? Let's do it. You no, know, if Illinois had the 1983 version of Jack Trudeau right now, they'd yeah. be, they, they would be what, uh, five and one. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's all they need. Just get him to come out. I, I'm not sure they couldn't use maybe the 2019 version of Jack Trudeau, to be honest. I mean, so. Maybe. Yeah, they could use Jack. All right, more football talk to come. Next up, some call him the mom whisperer. We call him Kedrick Prince. Ked's recruiting roundup next on the Sports Spectacular. I'm Morgan Freeman. I'm not a doctor. 
but I trust science. And I'm told that for some reason people trust me. So here I am to say, I trust science and I got the vaccine. If you trust me, you'll get the vaccine. In math, it's called the distributive property. In people, it's called taking care of one another. Get the vaccine. Help make our world a safe place for us to enjoy ourselves again, please. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else. With hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. It's the Sports Spectacular on the Atlanta Guys Radio Network. And 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 we should be fair. Uh, Kendrick Prince is the director of recruiting at IlliniGuys.com. You probably already know that. Uh, you might be wondering why we throw out the mom jokes to Kedrick. Well, we have long teased Kedrick that he sweet talks moms to get them to tip the scales and convince their sons to commit to play for Illinois. Now, I, I have no proof of this but it has become the stuff of legends. So cue the lasso. Kendrick Prince is here. It's Ked's recruiting roundup. Teddy Pendergrass playing in the background. <laughs> oh, I, I'll, st- I'll start off with this segment just because uh, the Chicago St. Rita and the Mean Streets program had a bunch of kids on campus last week, but there was only one mom. So it, it really didn't fit Ked's angle. Um, so it was just kids and dads mostly and coaches. So, so he, he didn't make so it, right? Is that what you're telling me? He didn't, he didn't, he make didn't, he didn't even show up. That's why show I knew. Up. I knew he was up. So he didn't show up. But they the had, mom whisperer knew there was no action. So no That's chance right. for me. Do you remember do you remember Eddie Murphy when he had his raw concert and he made, what does a beautiful girl like you doing? That's, that's what I think of Ked. Like yes, that's so that's Dexter. I, do. <laughs> I see that one. That's a good one, Bradley. That's a good line. I like that. So uh anyway, they had a bunch of kids on campus. I think there's some kids who are really excited about um James Brown, a 6'9 center from St. Rita. Um, by the way, he has size 18 shoes, and he's still growing. So wow. he's going to be a good one. Uh, Marez Johnson, also from St. Rita, and Jaden Reyna, um, from six-foot guard from St. Rita. Uh, Johnson and Reyna, both top five players in the class of uh, 2024. Um, there's also uh, Nojus Indrositis, who is a uh, 6'5 guard from Lamont, also plays with Mean Streets, um, probably – some people believe that he is still developing and might end up being the best player in 24 in Illinois because of his high skill level. And he's about 6'5", he's still a little thin, still developing. And then they had a 23 kid from St. Ignatius who also plays with me, so Richard Barron. I think Ked talked to him um, this week too, so you can find that on IlliniGuys.com. Really great group of kids, great group of people. Coach from St. Rita got to talk to him, uh, Roshan Russell, and uh, just really enjoyed, really excited about what they saw at practice. Um, they got to tour campus, and it was really a, a good visit for Illinois and for those kids. And they may have a big weekend coming up this weekend as well. Yes, they do. Um, but you talk, you know, for the conse- second consecutive week, you know, the coaching staff have put themselves in a good situation to bring in some of the top talent not only in the state, but the country. J.J. Taylor, uh, who's a 6'8 wing, 
um, who's one of my favorite players, um, not just only in the state, you know, but the country. Really, really like this kid's game. Um, you know, as I mentioned last week, this kid's probably going to be a one-and-done type kid when he goes to college. He's a difference maker. Um, he plays hard. He makes other people around him better. And just to get him on campus is a big, big, huge statement for the University of Illinois. And some of his teammates, uh, Devarius Lowry, who's a 6'7 wing. He's another 2023 kid that I know that they like a lot. Uh, Darian, Darian Ames, the left-handed guard who just who visited Marquette um, last month. So he's starting to pick up a lot of offers. Just getting those kids on campus is huge, considering what they had on campus last week. And I'm not for sure, but I think uh, uh, Cooper Koch is supposed to be on campus. He's a kid out of Peoria. His dad played at Iowa, J.R. Koch. So and I know he's really interested in Illinois. People think it's going to be a lock for Iowa, but kid loves Coach Jeff Alexander. So good recruiting weekend coming up. Yeah, I, I would echo those sentiments, kid. I think J.J. Taylor is just fantastic. You know what I love about him, and you've seen him play too. The kid has so much fun playing. Like, he smiles the entire time. Like, he's running up and down the floor. He's dunking on people and having a good time. I mean, just – it's not – it's just an ease. He's got an ease of the game. It just – things come so easy for him, it, it makes it fun. I really like the point guard too, Dada uh, Der, uh, Ames. He's just a really nice floor general. Um, and I know Illinois has – you know, some other guys in 23, they're recruiting as well. But, I mean, that's they've got a great group when you think you've got Donna Ames and Jeremy Fears and Kylan Boswell, kids that they're in deep with, uh, a lot of guards to, that are really good. Yeah, I remember Larry mentioned last week that it's just it's nice to have Illinois in on some of these kids early. And, and it's been a long time since Illinois has done that. And not just average kids, but good quality four- and five-star kids. Hey, Kedrick, how about that uh, center out of Compass Prep? There's been some buzz uh, around him right now. What's going on? Well, Zane, I don't want to butcher this. It's tough for all of us. It's a dream. Dionku, I believe, a seven-foot kid. And he is a, a kid. I think Illinois has a good chance to get him into landing. He's got a lot of offers, a lot of you know big-time programs, Kansas and schools like that. But from my understanding, Illinois has put themselves in a good situation to land him. And he would be the missing piece to the class of 2022 if they could pull this one off. If fans have an opportunity to look at some of his video footage, that'd be great. Yeah, another 22 kid, kid is uh, that's getting closer and closer to a decision is six seven wing Ty Rogers, and he made big news this week when he transferred from uh, Michigan back to Harvey Thornton um, in Illinois, play for his AAU coach Ty Streets. He's also a Mean Streets kid. Obviously, has a Great connection to Illinois assistant coach Tim Anderson. Him moving back to Illinois can't be a bad thing for the Illini. Um, Rogers probably going to make a decision this fall. Has a couple more visits scheduled, and we'll see what happens there. Oh, that's some good stuff. There you go. That is, uh, I mean, I think you guys have lassoed up a lot of stuff uh, on that. And uh, mom's optional. Kendrick Prince, mom whisperer unofficially, but officially director of recruiting for IlliniGuys.com. Always great stuff. Um Work on that Teddy Pendergrass voice. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> I think we've embarrassed Ken. Uh, he's, he's, he's left the building. All right, thanks, Ken. Hey, next up, what Brett Bielema has learned about his first Illini team six games in. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, and it's powered by IlliniGuys.com. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network.
Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. We all make more than 35,000 decisions a day. Most are small, but some can be life-changing. When it comes to taking care of yourself, the most important choices can be hard to make. Like having a tough conversation instead of ignoring a buddy's call. Or being there for support, not assuming things will just get better. Make the decision to be there for the veterans in your life, for your community, for yourself. Learn more at BeThereForVeterans.com. Attention travelers. Next Tuesday, a major hurricane will cause complete chaos throughout the city. Food, water, and phone service will be in short supply. There will likely be panic citywide. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Disasters don't plan ahead. You can. Talk to your loved ones about how you're going to be ready in an emergency. Don't wait. Communicate. Uh, the thing I've learned about our team probably more than anything is they care. Um, they're very coachable. Um, uh, they're never satisfied with uh, their performance, uh, whether it's a win or a loss. Uh, they've been able to keep moving forward and, and hopefully they probably understand the bigger picture more than anybody else uh, because they've been through the bad uh, parts of the past and they want to definitely gravitate to the good parts. Even the guys that will be leaving us at the end of this year, I would say over the last two weeks have made me appreciate that they want this place to have sustained success even beyond when they're here. Head coach Brett Bielema talking earlier this week as the Illini prepare for Saturday's homecoming showdown with Wisconsin. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Cagley here in the Sports Spectacular. Uh, Certainly easier to talk about these kinds of things after a win, guys. Uh, But Bielema, even after the past couple of losses, uh, we've noticed and we've talked about this, uh, you know, off off air, uh, has begun to speak about culture and and attitude, leadership, but positive things happening behind the scenes that we don't always see. You know, we've heard multiple Illinois coaches. We just heard uh, Nancy Fay talk about it last hour about changing the culture and changing the way they did things and how they viewed things. And we heard Brad Underwood for the last four years talk about those things. So this is this is surprising. I, I think it's good that he he likes what he sees from these guys at this point, and they're still giving 100. percent I've seen that on the football field. I think they're giving everything they have. Um, I, I think they're they're giving they're doing everything that he's asked of them from an effort standpoint now they just have to find a way to to win and he's talked about that just finding a way to win a game against the big 10 team yeah and they're getting results and i think if you look at the defense alone you know start off with 22 points they gave up then 37 then 42 and and of course the fans started going a little bit nuts 
but the players didn't. Really? They, they yeah, did? I, I know. That's hard to believe. I know. It was tough, but but the players, to their credit, didn't. And the coaches certainly didn't retreat into a fetal position and give up for the season. And all of a sudden, you see the defense surrender 20, 13, and 14. And I really think that, that they've kind of got that side of the ball understanding what they want to do. Now, there's not that doesn't mean that every week they're going to produce those type of results. But now it's, it's getting the offense to do that same thing. And we're starting to see those things start to move as well with the running game becoming more and more powerful out there. Well, and you guys have been around athletics your whole life as, as your lives as we all have. And, and you know how this goes. I mean, you know, yeah, there aren't, we don't like moral victories. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that, but at the same time, you could see the momentum in terms of once the defense began making stops and you're actually in the game, which you weren't at Virginia. I um, mean, you were down two touchdowns before most people even came in from the parking lots. Um, it's a big change from that. And this is the next step in that you get the win against a team that yes, you're supposed to beat. Now here's your next challenge. And so you're stepping up each time. And, and as a coach, you got to be happy with the progress that you've seen. Yeah. Well, Virginia was an early morning game. So give them a little bit of break for the first 14 points. But uh, no, I, I would say that one of the things that's difficult as a coach is keeping the noise out of, out of your players, um, keeping the noise outside. And, 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 you know, obviously I, I've coached for a while and, and I'm not dealing with 30,000 fans yelling at me or people on radio shows yelling at me. But the one thing you have to deal with are parents and parents get mad about this and that. And it's really one of those things where you have to make sure your kids stay in the moment, stay focused on what our goals are. And that's not always easy to do when they go home and they're hearing different things. And I'm sure these kids are the same way. They go hop on the internet and they see their coach is this and their coach is bad and their coach is this and they're, you know, you or you suck or whatever I'm from something, you know, they, you know, this guy's terrible. Why do we play him? You got to, you got to really filter out that noise and you got to focus on, on yourselves and focus on your team and doing it together. Yeah. And that's, that's where I think some fans get very frustrated, particularly with football coaches, because they're not going to get sucked into that. And the best thing they can do is give you platitudes and, and generalizations to talk about how things are going. And Coach Bielema is really good at bringing the conversation back to where he wants to go. And that's that's what has to happen, unfortunately, even though it doesn't provide the theater that some fans would like or the pound of flesh when they get upset about a loss. Yeah, we always love it when coaches are really truthful. And then we hate it when they're really yep. truthful as well. So we, we, oh, that's great. Whoa, what did he just say? You know, so why would he like say that. that? Why would he say that? Boy, he's throwing his kids under the bus. You know, so no, it's always uh, something. So we want him to be truthful, but only a little truthful, not totally. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's found the the happy medium right now. It's working. Yeah, and again, it's easier to talk to the media after wins. Uh, once again, there's no question. Always, yeah, about that. Um, and you could you could see even at the podium when he talked this week, it just was. I mean, it was like a weight lifted off his shoulders. I mean, it just he he looked lighter. I, I will say this: one thing Matt wrote about on AlanaGuys.com is talking about how beating Charlotte wasn't the goal; it was just part of the process, and that was what you're supposed to do. I love that because he's not his goal isn't to beat Charlotte. His goal is to beat Wisconsin and Iowa and Ohio State and Michigan. And they're not quite there yet, but they're, they're getting there. Yeah. They can't beat Nebraska. So. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's a great point. Matt did a great job. Uh, and you can find that on IlliniGuys.com right away saying that's a, and I think Matt even titled it. This is exactly what Illinois needed. Um, you get the win, but he's not jumping for joy because he's supposed to win these games. He's not here to win those games. He's here to beat teams like Wisconsin, and that's the opponent coming up next. Lots still to come right now. Homecoming week in Champaign. This is the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. It's going to be a good team game. Um, we're, we're excited about it. We, you know, obviously, it's a, a, uh, there's a lot that goes into this game. I know that everybody will say it's just, a, you know, it's just another game. Like, come on, man. This is, we're not, we can't ignore the elephant in the room, right? Like, Coach B was there. And, <laughs> go ahead and talk about it. It is what it is, right? Um, but I don't think that adds added pressure. It's just a, just something that, that to be aware of and, and um, you know, to pay attention to. Um, for us, it's, it's about how do we improve uh, week in and week out. You know, are we preparing the right way? Um, if, if we do what we've done the last three weeks, um, you know, I'd, I'd say our guys are, are going to be ready to go um, and, and look forward to the challenge. Illinois defensive coordinator Ryan Walters talking about the importance of this homecoming matchup, Illinois hosting Wisconsin this weekend. The Badgers come in as the favorite to get the win. 0-2 in Big Ten play, but they've lost to a couple of conference heavyweights, Penn State and Michigan last weekend, both currently ranked in the top 10, both undefeated uh, on the season. So, again, a tough task for both of those. Uh, what, a, what a way to start for the Badgers here this season. But, again, taking on Illinois now. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley. It's uh, Patrick Quinn on the board with us. Neither team, obviously, guys, wanting a third conference loss on the season. But for Illinois, again, get this victory, and suddenly you're three and four overall, two and two in conference, and heading into the off week. Yeah, it's it's funny how Coach Fay brought up, you know, about stacking days, just like we've heard about taking them one at a time. We've heard that from Coach Underwood for years. We've heard that now from Coach B. And I'll tell you what, they have to learn from yesterday, and they have to prepare for tomorrow and take care of business when it comes time for Wisconsin. I think the team's set up to do that. And I have to remember, and I think we all need to remember, that Wisconsin is not the Wisconsin of the past, obviously. I think that's the most surprising thing. Uh, I was not expecting Wisconsin to be as bad as they are. So Illinois has a chance. I, Ryan Walter's probably looking at this. He, you know, we often talk about how opposing defenses look at the Illinois offense and they're chomping at the bit to get at him. Ryan Walters might be looking at this Wisconsin offense and thinking, yeah, then we can, we can do some things with these guys. They're no, they can't throw the ball. So this is fun. So I don't yeah, know. I, I think it could be fun. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and certainly um, you look at that offense, it's struggling. Our offense is at least starting to crank out the, on the running game. So we're, we're in a position, I think, where we might be able to surprise some folks and pull out the upset. And the other part of it is, is if I was a player, I'd want to help my coach get his 100th win. That would be important to me. Maybe that'll be a little bit of motivation for the Illini players, too. So, yeah, is I, your, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I think so. I think um, I think that's definitely a good motivation. You get to 100 wins. But as we kind of look at this, too. I like the opportunity because Wisconsin's not a team that blows people out right now. They don't have the offense. If you hang around, it comes down again. I've said it before. It comes down to that kicking game. I like Illinois' chances. Pinning them deep. You know, Brett, Brett Bielema likes to punt. We know that. We've talked about that on this show. And so, and then we've got James McCourt kicking. So I, I kind of like this, like that option. So Brad, this kind of has the feeling of the Nebraska game, huh? 
a little bit, a little bit. You could say that. I think that could be it. Um, you know, and, and Nebraska couldn't throw the ball either. If you recall, you remember when uh, Nebraska struggled to complete, you know, basic passes and it really stymied their offense against Illinois. And I think this could be a similar situation where an Illinois can kind of, you know, I think their defense is playing much better than they were at the beginning of the year as well. Well, there's great confidence right now with this team. And um, Mike, I know you would agree with this, that again, you're, you're building on this. You've got the off week and then you've got Penn State after that, but then a Rutgers game. And so again, we're talking about, and you know, Bielema's mentioned this from the beginning. You don't look ahead and try to say, well, we'll be five and seven, six and six, seven and five. You take each day as it comes, as you were saying a moment ago about, about stacking days. Yeah. And, and it is kind of funny, a little bit of a side here, but um, you know, Josh Whitman seems to be hiring the type of coaches that are thinking with this, this mindset. And when you look at building programs, which is what they've had to do, it makes sense. And I really think that when, when we look at where they're at in the season, you know, they have to take care of this Wisconsin game. It can't be a game that they let slip through their fingers and they know the pain. They've had to experience that for a couple very close losses. So now let's go out, keep the game close, punch Wisconsin in the mouth at the end, and walk away with the victory. I don't know, Brad. Is that the type of scenario you're seeing as well? I mean, I, I think I think it's going to fit, and I'd love yeah, to see. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is you, Illinois. They, there was pressure on Illinois to beat Charlotte last week. I mean, yes. to beat beat the win the Charlotte game was pressure because you're supposed to win that game. There's really no pressure here. Go ahead and play. I mean, nobody. I mean, nobody outside of us. I think maybe there's a couple other guys, but they're you know maybe crazy. I think they have a chance. Yeah. And so you go into this game and you just have nothing to lose. Play all out. You know, make you may see some, a few trick plays. Maybe we'll run a flea flicker. Flea flicker. Maybe we'll run a. I don't know. We'll run Isaiah Williams pass. You know, whatever, whatever we do, we're going to do something. I, I think they can do something this week. Kind of pull out all the stops, and then you get a bye week. So this is a, a this is an opportunity. So if Brett Bielema punches Wisconsin in the mouth, what's the storyline next for Penn State, for Illinois? Well, you take on one of the Titans. I mean, it, you know, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll know after this weekend. Um, well, well, you know, in Penn State, I don't – Penn State's playing pretty well, but, I mean, they only beat Wisconsin this close game. I mean, early think, in the season. Do you think, though, Illinois has a chance, truly? With Penn State? No, with Wisconsin. I, I do think they have a chance because I don't think Wisconsin offensively can put up enough points. And and Illinois is kind of risk-averse on offense. So if you don't turn the ball over, you're going to be able to stay in the game a little bit. I think running the ball against Wisconsin is very difficult, so you're not going to see that. But I don't think that Wisconsin has the offensive firepower to take down to blow them out. So then you have a chance. If it's a close game – and we're betting the under. I mean, Brandon may come on and say that. I don't know. But later on. But we're betting the under on 42 and a half. So I'm thinking it's going to be – that means it's probably going to be a closer game. And, you know, maybe it's 17-13. Maybe it's 20-17. I don't know. Maybe it's 6-3. to three. I, don't, I can't even tell you. It might be uh, offensive ineptitude all day. But the problem is – or the, the good thing for Illinois is that means you're in the game and you got a chance. One play, you're right there. And I put down good money on David to beat Goliath, and that came through for me. So why not Illinois? And, and uh, you were the—he was Mike was the guy on the side taking taking money, taking bets and odds at that that thing. <laughs> yes, it was. He was just a young, just a young kid back then. 
yeah. That's right. Before before there was uh, Caesars Casino, there was <laughs> Miguel's Casino. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. Up next, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Brandon. Brandon Wildman is uh, the man with his eye on the lines. New podcast just dropped this week. We'll get his favorite picks for the weekend and our favorite homecoming moments still to come. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else, with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. There's nothing more fun than going boating with friends. We were all out having a good time when all of a sudden, my best friend's hat flew off and without thinking, he jumped in the water to retrieve it. When we turned the boat around, he seemed to be struggling to keep his head above the water. We all started yelling, pull the cord, pull the cord. I pulled the cord and my life was saved. I was wearing a belt type inflatable life jacket, the wisest decision I ever made. Life jackets worn, nobody mourns. Learn more at pleasewearit.com. This is Jack Trudeau, the all-time leading passer for the Illinois Fighting Illini, here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. IlliniGuys.com, great recruiting stuff on the site right now, and the message boards uh, even better when it comes to that recruiting buzz, up to the minute stuff. I mean, uh, you, you need to check it out. IlliniGuys.com, free seven-day trial, and then it's just ten ninety nine a month. Brandon Wildman is here. He is the guru behind the Eye on the Lines podcast series. New one just dropped. Brandon, what say you, my friend? You know, it's good to good to be back. So my first game is going to be Oklahoma minus three and a half against Texas. Red River 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 whatever word it is. But I, you know, <laughs> I, I love this Oklahoma this Oklahoma team. Boomer Sooner. Um, getting this uh, low number in a key spot this weekend for their uh, playoff hopes. Really? If you can only if you can only say it, that's a, that's the only problem. If you get past the <laughs> exactly, same, exactly. You're, you're good. So, how come you're going with uh, Oklahoma? Yeah, so I'm just having flashbacks from Texas getting its butt whooped by Arkansas. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean the last time the last time Texas played a quality top fifteen opponent, they didn't show up. They weren't ready to go. Um, and honestly, I think you're getting some value on Oklahoma here because they've had some close games the last couple of weeks. I do think they have the better offense. And when it comes to this type of game, I think it's going to be who's going to be the better quarterback. So I'm going to go with Spencer Rattler. Um, I'm, I will say this is a game that I can easily see Oklahoma throwing a pick six in the last minute of the game because Spencer Rattler wants to try to do something cool. But I do. I think Oklahoma's a better team. I think they need it more, especially for their playoff hope down the line. Next game, Michigan minus three and a half against Nebraska. Look, this Nebraska team, they're, little, they're better than they were week one when Illinois beat them. I understand that. But I think the line is inflated because I think they, they stay close with an 
an above average Michigan State team, and then they blew out a terrible Northwestern team. Uh, this Michigan defense is legit. Um, whatever we want to say about Wisconsin and how bad they are, but Michigan is a legit football team. If they had J.J. McCarthy at quarterback, I would probably like throw my entire life savings on this. But Kay McNamara, so I think that's why you still see a line this low. And I'm, I just have more confidence in that Michigan defense. I got to be honest with you, Brandon. I'm not impressed with Nebraska, but give me a reason why you think Michigan is worthy of being the ninth best team in the country. Because I, I just don't – I think they're overrated. Well, I think every team in the NCAA is overrated this year besides Georgia and Alabama. I don't think there's any – this, this year is just down for college football okay. in terms of if you look at the past years. But Michigan has a top-10 defense. They have a legitimate defense that can get them to a potential Big Ten championship game. I think it's going to come down to that last week against Ohio State for that um, uh, Big Ten West. But I do, I do like this Michigan team because of the defense. The offense leaves a lot to be desired, as does every other offense in the Big Ten besides Ohio State. So I, I just – I love this short number. I think there's too much respect for Nebraska right now because they beat up on a very, very bad Northwestern team. Okay. And the, the last game I'm going to do – Penn State plus two. Iowa, wow, like they're, they're amazing. They keep blowing everybody out. They just whooped Maryland. But now they're only two-point favorites at home. It, it's it's very meh. Like it's, it's one of those lines where you're like, this is easy. Minus two Iowa all day, every day, right, because of their defense. But when you look statistically, their, their offense is worse than Illinois and worse than Wisconsin's. And when I see that, I can't fathom myself when they play a solid to above average defense that Penn State has. And give me the plus two. I'm going to take the better quarterback and Sean Clifford. I'm going to take the better offense. I'm taking Penn State this weekend. And I hope that's okay. <laughs> you know, like this game, <laughs> I, I was, I, Iowa, Iowa likes to, you know, pick the opponent off like seven times. It's just – it's amazing the type of turnovers they can create. And when you watch rewatch film last week for Maryland, some of the interceptions, I'm just sitting here, and I don't understand what the quarterback is looking at. It, it's an interception from the snap. And so that's why I, I have more confidence in Sean Clifford this week. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I think this is like the game for Iowa after the – I mean, I think Iowa wins this game, and they're on the path to be in the Big Ten championship game for a chance to play in the Final Four. So I think they're really motivated. I think they're really at home. Um, and so so, so you do you think, I mean, after seeing what Penn State's offense, how they struggled against, like, Wisconsin, do you think they can – that's a Wisconsin team that can't move the ball at all. And Iowa's not great offensively, but they're not as bad as Wisconsin. So you think Penn State is going to have the ability to overcome that Iowa defense even with that? So I have a saying to throw out, especially in NFL, for example, week one, always. Um, I think Wisconsin was a better football team week one than they are this week, um, especially when they come to play Illinois. I love Illinois, by the way, in the under. But I think Penn State's gotten better as each week has gone on. And I will throw this out there. There's a lot of public money on a short home favorite. And I will say Vegas wasn't built on – public favorites, like public betting. Um, I like Penn State. I like 
that there's less tickets. I like that there's less money on Penn State, and everyone's like, oh, I was winning this by 10, whatever. I think Penn State wins this football game. But I get what you're saying about, you know, the this is their chance, their opportunity. It's still their opportunity, in my opinion, because if they, even if they go, if they lose this one game, win the, win the rest, and then beat Ohio State, for example, in the Big Ten title, I think you could see them, the Big Ten champion, in that playoff. All right, we will leave it at that. Brandon Wildman, the podcast is called Eye on the Line, so we'll check back next week and see if you're right. All right, Brandon, have a good one. Thank you. You guys have a good one. All right. Again, once again, this is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. And come right back at you here after a quick timeout. The history of homecoming in Champaign. The Sports Spectacular, right here on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you, too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Hey, this is Larry. I know you're enjoying the commercial break, but um, we're getting a lot of uh, requests for outtakes, (laughs) things that you don't hear during commercial breaks. Well, hang on. In 30 seconds... We'll give you one from last week. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Okay, Larry, once again, uh, here's what happened during one of the commercial breaks during last week's show. I know nothing about baseball. <laughs> well, thank is you. Is there a such thing as a five-tool player? I have no idea. I just made that up. Oh, no, there is. Yeah. Oh, there is? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what it's called, actually. Uh, awesome. I thought it might and, be. And I it was start. never – they never called in a mic. <laughs> not do that. You didn't see Moneyball where he goes, listen, listen, I mean, Mr. and Mrs. Bean, this, your son's a mic. Okay. I was going to jump in and hear, say that I've heard Mike call, be called a tool before, but like, not a <laughs> exactly. five-tool player. Yeah. Thankfully, you weren't in the segment. <laughs> Never a dull moment with Mike Kegley when you open a mic and let him sit in front of it. We've got more Sports Spectacular coming up after this. Stay with us. Getting out of the military, I was missing this camaraderie. It's frustrating when you try and talk to people that don't understand. I still had the anger. I still had the addictions, but we didn't talk about that came to a point where it's like, okay, I really need to talk to somebody about this. Family more or less encouraged me, you know, go go to the VA. It's okay to go get help. It's okay to talk to people because it takes true strength to ask for help. Hear veterans' real stories of strength and recovery at maketheconnection.net. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. 
224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimates. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. A couple of uh, alums uh, decided that, you know, they wanted to see their friends again. And uh, so they, they invited them, and then their friends invited others, and, and it turned out to be a pretty good gathering uh, that, that very first time. So, you know, we're talking about 111 years ago, and so homecoming and Illinois are synonymous. Uh, that's Mike Pearson, the former Illinois sports information director who was on the Sports Spectacular last week talking about uh, homecoming at Illinois. So 1910, the first homecoming on the campus of the University of Illinois uh, before Memorial Stadium, before Red Grange, before Facebook and Twitter, cell phones and microwave ovens, before television they had homecoming at the U of I. Yeah, and if and if I had been around back then in 1910 and I wanted to go to homecoming and see my old friend Brad, it would be like one of those letters in a Ken Burns. Dearest Bradley, been missing you for years. Could you please hook up the horse and carriage and come up from Springfield to see me at the game? It would be great. <laughs> By Pony Express. All right. <laughs> Alrighty then. My dearest friend, with love, Michael. You remind uh, me like that. It, that reminds me of like the Twitter thing with yeah. uh, with the, like uh, Andrew Luck, and now it's uh, F- Justin Fields. The Twitter yes, thing. exactly. That's where I got the idea. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, on Twitter a- thinking about 1910. Yes, because there was lots of Twitter then. <laughs> That's right. Well, what, or Mike's alternative universe, he actually put the message on a blue bird and sent it to you, had the bird fly to <laughs> you, you with the message to Meet him on the uh, second weekend in October. Hey, guys, uh, favorite homecoming moments for you? Uh, high school, college, now, back in the Grange days, whatever. Patrick, how about I'm gonna, you? I'm going to go all the way back to the year 2019. And it's simply because Illinois beat Wisconsin. We had zero expectations for that game. They had just lost, gotten killed, I think, by Purdue by like 49 to 7 or something like that. And I took my son to the game. And he was not a believer yet. He was not quite into Illinois football yet. And then that game changed it all. It was a great parent moment for me. Never forget it. Yeah, I'll, I'll help you out with Mike's favorite. Mike's favorite homecoming is when he watched Red Grange um, in October of 1924. I, I know that. He's told me that before. Being there in the front row, I think you can see him in the pictures on the Fighting Illini website. <laughs> yeah, October eighteenth, nineteen twenty-four. He was one of the sixty-seven thousand people in attendance. Yeah, no, I, but... that that game and the Jack Dempsey um, fight was great. Uh, and Babe Ruth uh, in twenty-seven, that was awesome when they won the World Series. Yeah, you're like yeah. a regular Forrest Gump over here, man. He is. He's been around for a while. So I, I no, but in all seriousness, I I picked two. I mean, I actually like Patrick's for a different reason because that was awesome in two thousand. That was a great, uh, just a huge upset. Um, really fun event. Uh, watching them beat Wisconsin. But I'll go back to when I was a kid. So when I was a kid, I'm thirteen, almost fourteen years old in nineteen eighty three, and Jack Trudeau. And I think we've had Jack Trudeau and David Williams talk about that on the show. The drive against. Ohio State on homecoming. I think it was October in October 15th or something like that of 1983. The last second drive, that was pretty awesome. 
Yeah. And, and I'm going to go back to high school where I had one of history's greatest dates. Um, as we were driving to, to take a girl to the dance, hit a possum that bounced up underneath the car and the blood got all over the engine. And I couldn't, by the time I made it to the high school, we had smoke going up everywhere from the, the burning of the, or steam from the burning of the possum. That was a great homecoming. And so after that, I swore off homecoming. It's just, <laughs> Wait, so we're, we're looking for good memories and, and you're coming up with possums and blood and what, what in the heck I is know. going on? It, it scarred me for life. Ever since then, I've been homecoming uh, negligent or a, a fear of homecoming because that was it. It was game over after that one. What's the, what's the technical term for a fear of homecoming? Is it home? No, I can't. Say <laughs> no, Brad, what is that, Brad? No. <laughs> what home, is that? Homecoming a phobia. Yeah, there you go. I, I, well, at least I, I thought Mike's going to end up with like possum blood and tied into something like with a girl named Carrie. I mean, on, on a stage. I mean, <laughs> no, no, we, I, like, I, I don't even know. There. I some. You, I just wonder sometimes when Mike's talking, like, what is happening here? We're like in <laughs> the twilight know. zone. Yeah, the, the twilight zone of homecomings, your. <laughs> Never know where Mike's going to go. I'll go oh, back to, to high school, my junior year, and actually the homecoming that didn't happen um, because of a teacher strike. Our homecoming was wiped out. It was a good thing is there was a guy here ahead of me named Rick Berg. And Rick, I can guarantee you, if he's not listening, someone's listening is going to tell Rick, by the way, you, you, you know, Larry mentioned you on the radio today. He was running for homecoming queen and he made USA Today. Queen? From little Mattoon, Illinois. We, and and the, the, because there was no homecoming, the vote never happened. And so there was no homecoming queen. But Rick Berg would have been homecoming queen. And knowing Rick, he would have worn six foot five inch Rick. He would have worn a dress to homecoming as homecoming queen. I mean, I get, he, was, he was already posing with crowns for pictures. So uh, I'll go back to that. But yeah, obviously. And then next year I had a regular homecoming with my date and, you know, wasn't there. But anyway, so, all right. Favorite, I think, homecoming moments. Hopefully we didn't scare you Man. off. <laughs> awesome. Is it so bad now, is it, Brad? <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know. We got we got six, five guys in a dress. We got possums. We got all kinds of grit. <laughs> Red Grange watching, Mike watching Red Grange. Exactly. I, I don't even know. Before you know what, uh, we're going to find out that uh, he was the caretaker at the uh, Overlook Hotel and in the picture of New Year's <laughs> Day, 19, <laughs> 1924. All right. Once again, two hours goes by way too fast or maybe not fast enough, depending on where you are right now at this moment. They're kicking us out of here. Thanks to uh, Illini women's basketball coach Nancy Fay, Cam Cox from the U of I DIA office explaining name, image, likeness, and a very special new member of the Sports Spectacular team joining us next week. Brad, you want to do the honors? Yeah, very excited to uh, add DeMonte Williams, a super senior University of Illinois basketball player, um, led the nation in three-point shooting. And although most people think DeMonte's a quiet guy, and he is a quiet guy until you get to know him, he's probably the funniest guy on the team, and he is uh, he has a very quick wit. I can't imagine – we will try and keep Mike away from him, though, so we don't scare him off. But uh, <laughs> he's going to start on start coming on the show weekly next week, and uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, DeMonte's a great kid, um, and we're excited to have him. Yeah, really excited. It's going to be fun. Yeah, we can't wait to get him uh, get him on there. Hey, uh, enjoy the game. Check out the complete postgame coverage on AlanaGuys.com. For everyone with the Alana Guys Sports Spectacular, thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you right back here same time next week. Go Illini. I-L-L.
I and I. This I has been I. a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.